This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Woman podcast, we have Nina Rubin on the show with us, brawless and wonderful as usual. She is on our show and she is talking about texting in the beginning stages of dating, how to improve it, uh, how to finesse it, and how to be a rock star in your communication with women. And we talk about a ton of other things as well for Overanalyze This, so keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's Kristen here, of course. I'll say my last name, I guess, but you guys might know it by now. Kristen Carney here with mm-hmm. Marnie Kinris, wingirlmethod.com. And we have Nina, Marnie's friend who's been on the show before and who usually goes brawless, but today... <laughs> She's not braless because she it has must a Toastmasters be a fancy course. day for you, Nina, not to, not to wear a bra. <laughs> Your yeah. equivalent of wearing a bra is probably our equivalent of wearing like a gown. Like it's a big <laughs> thing. It's a deal. Yeah. Yes. I'm wearing a bra today because I had a Toastmasters meeting and my dress is a little bit see-through and I thought that wouldn't be appropriate in a professional setting. But in fact, now that I'm home, I'll take it off. I'll, I'm taking it off right now as we speak. So... <laughs> Oh, Look at this. Much better. I just took it off. I, I just oh, slipped it off of my arms. All the real stuff's going to come <laughs> out free. Perfect. perfect. Everybody's free. Everybody wishes like a video podcast now. They're like, let's just... Um, <laughs> Me <what>? too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One thing I do want to say before we start talking about Nina and her dating life is that Nina is my friend who, who enjoys life. So Nina has an annual membership to Disney World or Land, whatever it is in California. And she just goes by herself just when she's... No, I don't think... You must not enjoy life. You enjoy torture. That can't be fun every time. (laughs) Uh, It is fun because I don't... Because I have an annual pass, I go for a few hours. I don't stay... I don't go from beginning till midnight every time. I go for like three, four hours. So that's funny because my friend Mike Carano, who's done our show before, I think when Marnie wasn't... No, Marnie might remember Mike, but... yeah. Okay, yeah. Mike Crano has a membership, I think, as well, or he just goes tons of times. I don't know if it's with a membership or not, but he goes all the time just to get dinner. Like, he'll go get food. No, he doesn't. Yes. He's such a weirdo. He's the best weirdo in the entire world, but he will go to Disneyland to get food, and then he will leave and go home. Why? Is it's there, like yeah. a special type of food no, that's it's there? Like, no, it's psychological for him. It like is comforting to go in there. Yeah, and that's really interesting. What I that's like about going to Disneyland and your friend Mike might feel the same. In fact, we can all have a conversation one day about doing weird things like that. That should be a total podcast. Yeah. Is uh, what I like is that life and and life and problems are suspended, and it really is the happiest place on earth. Not because I love crowds. In fact, I don't like crowds. I'm not super into Disneyana or like Disneyland character dressing things like that. I like going and feeling. Like everything else is, is suspended, and it's a very easy way in LA to have a vacation. And yeah, so it's, I, I don't have to get on a plane. It. It's really nice. And I love hiking, I love being in nature, but this is just another way to have fun and smile 
and people watch and be annoyed with people and also be enthralled with people. I love it. Yeah. And just have like wow. a little bit of an, an escape. I think like once you enter those walls, it's like, okay, well, the mm-hmm. rest of the world doesn't exist, which is why I think so many people go there. It is what is it? The ma- most magical place on earth? That's what, it, what it's yeah, called? The, ha- I the, think happiest it oh, the happiest but place. The happiest place. That's a lie. That's a lie. But I'm so glad that you're using it for that for that reason. But does it ever lose its like luster? luster? Do you ever go, oh, it's not as magical yeah. as I thought because I've been here so many times? Yeah. And then I just leave. No, she, exactly. Right. That's why she's only there for three hours. And she's like, yeah, I'm over yeah. this. I went a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday and huh? I wanted to leave. Yeah. It's not, it was not crowded at all, actually. Mm-hmm. I wanted to leave earlier, but I had a reservation for a particular ride that I wanted to take. And <laughs> that's <laughs> I amazing. Like, I don't like standing in long lines, so I know what how to ride do it. Was this? It was the haunted mansion because oh, Halloween, I love the haunted mansion. Me too. And I, at Halloween, they decorate it really neat in a Halloween vibe, rather than just. Oh, it, actually, it's not just Halloween. It's the the what is that called? The nightmare before Christmas. And so I love seeing Zero, the little dog, and I like all the ghosts. I think that's really cool. So the other times of the year, it's not as, it's great, but it's not as, it's not as fun. And so I had a reservation to ride the ride. And so I had to stay a couple extra hours just to do that. I considered leaving leaving a couple hours before. You doing this is almost like someone choosing to date for fun. It's like, (laughs) what, are you out of your mind? Go home. Stop. You you don't need to do it. Don't do it. But that's so cute that you do that. Yeah. Well, my point was to bring this up about Nina because even she said at the beginning of the call that she was at a Toastmasters class and she goes to Disneyland just to, you know, have an escape for a couple of hours. She is a doer. She does things constantly. She leads an interesting life. She's just somebody who like doesn't just sit on the couch like me. She just does a whole bunch of things, which I think is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, oh, and so thank I, you. Yeah. And I think that people can learn from Nina and that she just, loves new experiences, tries new things, and then has things to talk about and share with other people when she meets them. Do so, you wear your bra to Disney? <laughs> no. You don't? You go on the rides and you're just free-flopping? It's yeah. the happiest oh, place on earth. Why would she wear a bra? <laughs> well, I see where it gets its name now. <laughs> but I don't take... I actually don't like the Matterhorn. It's a little too rickety for me. So I wouldn't take that ride. Right. Too bouncy. Uh, um, I usually wear like a tight tank top and I feel totally okay. secure. It's fine. Okay. Jeez. Right. Okay. So for everybody else, it's the you happiest. Could, <laughs> you could hurt someone on the ride with those, by the way. Seriously. They're very large, beautiful, wonderful boobs. Yeah, really but they're like... You do have... Yeah, have C. I'm in like a negative A. So they're for not me, yours are huge. Oh, well, thank you. But I actually wish that my boobs were bigger. Oh, well, so stop it. Funny, Exactly. <laughs> Nina has nice big. boobs. She's got nice curves. It's all nice. Anyway, I want to hear about you and dating. And so okay, I... Okay, well, actually, before we get into that, I want to actually say, yes, we're friends. Yes, I've been on the podcast before. But I'd like to actually just say what I do because I don't just have fun. I'm a life coach. Oh, and perfect. Yes. I, I wanted I wanted to be uh, addressed... You don't need to call me Miss L- Madam Life Coach or anything like that, but I no, want to address myself you. professionally. <laughs> I want to address myself professionally as well as personally that, yes, I have fun and I think work is fun too. So I do have a lot of fun in my life and it's nice to have this reminder and this validation because recently my life hasn't been feeling quite as fun and so it's, re- it's nice to be reminded that, oh yeah, it, it actually is pretty cool. Wonderful. Yes. What was it again? Well, you are Madam, officially Madam Miss Dating Life Coach. coach Madam, oh, Madam Life Coach. I forgot. Madam, <laughs> yeah. So I went to Nina, Nina, because she said, what's the topic for today? So I said, dating for you. Is there one thing you notice men doing that is no good and can easily be fixed? And she wrote back, yes, they're texting. 
So can you tell me more about this? What's what's going on? Yeah, sure. So I haven't actually been dating in quantity lately. I've been really trying to date more. Not like usual, right? Yeah, not like usual. I've been trying to date more for quality and I haven't been dating that much because unfortunately lately I haven't had so much quality in my life and thus I've just been doing more things alone. And that's been fun too. But one of the things I noticed the most is that's the biggest problem for me is that we spend too much time texting. And if we are going to be texting, we're spending too much time writing really dumb texts that are vague, unclear, and frankly, boring. I haven't been finding very much banter. Okay. And I love banter. I think so much can happen before you get together with a person on text banter. And I have not been seeing that. And I remember, Kristen, a while ago, no you one's were... Taking my, taking, yeah, no one's taking my course. Exactly. Yeah, that I was actually going to say, people, men, need your course because they write so dull. Right, and so yeah. so dull. And, yeah. Ugh. Oh, okay. We just had uh, my friend Meredith on the show last week and she talked about the same thing. And it's so funny because all three of you or all four of us are very different personalities, but we still use the same expression to describe what it is that we like in the initial stages of interacting with a guy that makes us or helps with the attraction. And we all label it as banter. But I, I know, you know what, actually, when I do joke around with all of you, the joking is very similar, even though we're all different personality types. So what what does this mean for you? What does banter mean? And what does it mean to be, like, have dull conversation? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So first I'll describe what banter is to me. Banter is a back, a, a relatively quick, high-paced conversation, conversation that's back and forth. And obviously, if somebody's in the workday and we can't text... All, all the time, that's fine. I'm not expecting 24 hours of text. In fact, I don't want that. But when we are going to text, let's make it fun. And either let's decide that it's going to be fun or in our minds decide that it's going to be perfunctory. But this middle ground is very dull. And so for me, fun banter is when we're riffing and going on making, maybe making jokes with each other, maybe there's no sarcasm that's teasing or mean-spirited. And of course, in text, anything can be misread and misunderstood. So that, let's just put that out there. That happens all the time. But I like when there's some flirtiness, when somebody's like, oh, so you went to Disneyland. Did you sit on Mickey's lap? Like I've gotten that before and that's fun. <laughs> right. I don't like when I've gotten, oh, so you went to Disneyland, cool. <laughs> there's right. not much more for me to say. After cool, there's not much but more. But I think I think that indicates I mean I think guys can learn but I do think that's an indication of the person like who they are. They may just not be a fun, funny, playful person. So I feel like for you that's a wrong match. Like that's not I think you're right. You know, I and think it's, that's a, that's probably a wrong match. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean not to say that that guy can't become fun and playful if he puts effort into it, but I think it's just going to go nowhere because yeah, there's no there's not going to be the vibe. You guys don't have the same human vibe based well, off of okay, how so you it's interesting. So I've probably interviewed close to like 6,000 women over the course of me being a wing girl, having my company. And maybe I am only selecting from one sector of women, which happens to be more outgoing. But I, I actually don't think that's true because I've interviewed a lot of people offline as well where I'm just asking questions. They all have different personality types. And... 
I would say most of them highlight banter as something that's very important to them. I, where my, my, my point being that I, I think at the end of the day, most women still want that small rush that comes in the form of an exchange in some way where there isn't bland conversation being throw, thrown at them. So it doesn't have to be humorous, but it's, it's, it's just a back and forth of enjoyable conversation that's more open and can create more conversation. Am I making sense in what I'm saying? Absolutely, yes. Okay, okay. So that, the, the, the whole point is like, yes, it may not be the, the right match for Nina, but I, I do think that in some way, maybe these people who are texting on the end where they're just saying, oh, you went to Disneyland, cool. I, I think in some other areas of their life, they do have that potential for banter, whether it be humorous, humorous witty banter or intelligent banter or whatever it is to have some substance. I think they have the capability to bring that to the table, but they may not know how to, to do it, which is why it's really important. And which, you know, I, I will be launching Kristen's program very shortly. I actually just launched my new program um, for approaching um, so now, you know, in a month, I'll probably launch this other program. So people who, who who are not really sure how to banter, what it means, Kristen's program really gives like a step-by-step on how to practice bantering and how to hone that skill. And then working directly with Kristen on your banter is a great way to, to, to make it all come to life. Because it really is, as I've seen in so much of my research, it's really like an essential piece of, of the attraction game that everybody should know. Yeah, I almost wonder, like dating before texting, uh, if if guys were able to show their playfulness over the phone the way they, you know, in conversation over the phone, the way they would have in text. Because I think it's, for me, like, I don't know how I would date today without texting, because for me, that's my gauge. Like, right, that's how do, I... You do it in person, too, when you when you joke around. You're, basically, you're seeing if that person is on the same level as you and has the same, not interests but can can keep up with you in some way. And and Nina does it very differently. Like the 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 jokes and banter that I would have with Nina is very different than the jokes and and banter that I would have with you Kristen. Right? So it it, it all goes in different directions, but it has that same spark and excitement and playfulness level. Yeah, I think the so, I think the underlying theme is just fun, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's fun, but I also think as you both are talking it's bringing your true essence to the table. So I like, I really love puns. And one of my best <laughs> friends and I have had, a, have had a two-month conversation with foul play and we're talking about poultry. Right. So our, our conversations have been pretty paltry. And so we've been <laughs> thinking of these poultry? ridiculous... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking about chicken? <laughs> Are you talking about chicken? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about all um, game, game hens and any kind of okay. poultry or... or we yeah, just described any- the most horrible situation for Kristen to be in, to be having oh, a month-long hate, conversation with puns. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say I could keep up. I was going to say oh, I'm really? actually... Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm missing so, out on a big opportunity. So, Kristen, we can practice ourselves. We can talk about this. So I've been having a month-long or two-month conversation with my friend, and we've been using so many ridiculous bird-type avian puns. And I then started this with a guy I was texting, and he (laughs) was like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. And then 
I, I kept going and he finally bought in and it was so funny to me. And I, it doesn't have to, I'm, I'm not only about chicken. I can do, oh, I'm glad to know <laughs> that. She can do beef, shrimp. <laughs> it doesn't have to be food even. We can do, we can do any, anything. But what I'm getting at is showing your essence is so funny. Right. Me. Yeah. It, it's great. And, and so I, I'm not a big texter where it, if there's like sarcasm and it's mean, I, I don't also like mean sarcasm in conversation, physical conversation or phone conversation that's not going to be attractive to me. Whereas other girls and women like to be nagged. I I hate it. And that's going to literally turn me away. And I'm going to be like, Oh, you're just being mean. Okay. Talk to somebody else. That's, that's going to like flatten me. But if somebody talks about whatever they're passionate about, and it doesn't have to be funny, I'm in, I want to know about you and why you're interested in, Drawing chicken, um, chicken. Uh, drawing chicken, chicken or drawing, drawing anime. I, I don't care. Like, I don't care why you like what why you like anime. I don't care. Just tell me that you like it and what you love about it. That's interesting to me. And so, I think a lot of times texting stays really dull because we're either we're just making plans. And again, if we're just making plans, let's have a date and then tell me about this interesting thing to you. But if we're going to stay on the phone for a little while, meaning on our texting phones. Make it interesting for me so I don't have to do all the work because if I'm doing all the work and then you're not responding promptly, I've lost interest. Do you, Absolutely. Do you think that all women want this? Because like I, I did a, a video shoot for my YouTube videos yesterday and the guy who shoots me, um, he is like Mr. YouTube, works with tons of YouTube artists and he always explains to me about like this huge drama that exists on YouTube with like the top YouTubers. And so he said, yesterday, this documentary came out on YouTube from one YouTuber who was doing a special on Jake Paul. Do you know, do either of you know who that is? Yeah. I actually just heard, I was talking about him earlier this morning with, with one of my Toastmasters people. Is it Logan Paul's brother, the douchey guy's brother? Do you know who this is as well? I don't know any of these people, but anyway, I started talking to my shooter about, you know, just intelligent people, not intelligent people. And he was just talking about how, you know, so many people are unintelligent. And he started talking about Jake Paul and, you know, the audience that watches him and finds it interesting. And he he always debates with himself on what kind of videos to produce. Do I produce ones that are catered to those people? Or do I, anyway, do people who have a lower IQ or maybe are not as liberal as us? I don't even know. But like, are there people who are living in smaller, more rural spaces, who these things are not important. I'm asking because I have a lot of clients who don't live in big cities and who don't live, you know, in 2018. (laughs) So, so yeah, I think, well, I think there's a lot of, I think what you're trying to get at is, and, and I'll put it in very harsh terms, there are a lot of duds in this world. Right. There's a lot of flatliners. There's a lot of wet <laughs> napkins or whatever the hell you'd call them. They will find each other because they'll hang out at the same shitty bar or whatever and they'll fall in love and they don't need to worry about banter. But I think the majority, not I, well, I shouldn't even say the majority. I think the it rest is. of us, the minority, the, we minority, are the minority, yeah, we are the minority, but I think the minority is seeking out a podcast like ours. Like the people that you're referring to, I don't really think right. are are trying to better themselves in dating and listening to podcasts. I don't think they know what podcasts are. They what? haven't made it that far yet in their conversations <laughs> with people because they're still working on, what are you drinking? 
you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) But Marty, this has been a conversation that you and I've had for the last 10 or 15 years. I know. And I can't believe I couldn't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we've talked about many for many years how sometimes being simple is easier. Yeah, it's so and, much easier. And if you're simple-minded, it's easy because you get to settle. And if you're if you're more complex or complicated, you overanalyze. You analyze right. and overanalyze. And I yes. think that is there's benefits and 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 costs to both. Right. Well, I guess I guess my 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 real question is am I messing people up by telling them that they have to banter when really, (laughs) you know, maybe they don't where they are and maybe people who, you know, they are interacting with women who are more simple. Would you say that if a guy who was interacting with a more simple woman, would she be put off by banter because she wouldn't know how to match that? Well, she might not be able to keep up and therefore she would think, oh, he's, He's really high. He's full of himself. Mm-hmm. Or she would right. think he's weird or, yes. you know, she'd probably be like, oh, that? he's weird. He was saying like things that, you know, go out of. He went, he went to a um, Toastmasters class. Yeah, exactly. She put, right. Like, like or, or maybe they would have their own banter and it would be about like a football team. And not, uh, not to say that all football teams and, and sports people are dumb, nothing like that. No, no offense to I'm any proof, listeners. I'm proof of that because I'm a huge <laughs> Buffalo Bills fan. So Okay. That is true. Okay, great. So, but maybe, so maybe if you just have your one topic, then that's enough banter for you. Like for, for, if this is the, the topic, then that's enough. Like I know that with certain people, we really stick to certain topics because that's where we connect, but we don't connect. We don't have Venn diagram connections on other topics. So our, our texting might be funny in one sense, but pretty limited. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes makes sense. All right. Interesting. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to answer questions from our listeners for a session of overanalyze this with uh, Madam Dating. Oh no, lifestyle coach. <laughs> life coach. Life, Madam yeah, life coach. <laughs> Madam mm-hmm. life coach Nina Rubin, Kristen Carney, mm-hmm. and myself. So we'll be back after this. Hey, you. This is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us, and also give us five stars, just because. Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. All right, we are back. I do not know what's wrong with my brain today, but I bet you if you listened... To all of our episodes, I would say half of them, I make that statement. Yes, you do. I, I would think, probably say over half. Yeah. Yeah, over half of them for sure. So but maybe nothing is, to us sounds me. wrong with your brain. 
I know. It's just, it's just me living yeah. in myself. See, this I'm not yes. simple. This is why I'm having a hard time with it. Anyway, exactly. all right, on to overanalyze this. And if you want to ask questions for overanalyze this, please send them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Uh, and we will read them on our show, analyze them to death, and hopefully give you some actionable advice on how to move forward from your dating situation. All right, just finished listening to your late your last podcast, and I loved it. As a background, I know the struggle of Farhan and I feel for him about to be in the same situation soon about having a sexual conversation with women. My normal speech is very sexual and some might call it even filthy. For for example, if I'm asked about what uh, do I do, computer science student, my answer is along the lines of, I finger keyboards (laughs) and ogle screens. (laughs) Ew, I hate them. No, I hate this. That's a terrible answer. The general reaction is usually either put off or you are too funny. And then, uh, Kristen, I know you will make a joke to the tune of They're saying you're too funny because if someone says you're too funny, that means you're not funny at all. I I will agree with that. Whenever I say, oh, you're so funny, it's because I need to let them know that it's not so bad. Like, it's like I'm right. You're on the trying back to saying, like, it's okay. Oh, you're funny. Yeah, exactly. So it's patronizing. And it's like saying, oh, God bless you. And I'm um, tapping somebody's head. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But then really just you're saying, shut funny. Up and don't it's like, ever I can't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not laughing. Obviously, it wasn't actually funny. If you were actually funny, I would be laughing. So instead, I have to fill this awkward silence with words and those words will be you're so funny or you're too funny. Wait, does this per- does this does this person who wrote actually say that or this is what they no, think he about saying? My answer is along the actually, lines of I finger keyboards and ogles. I don't mind the ogles screens, but the Yeah, I but, okay. I'm, I mind all of it. I'm so angry at him. This is something that you can do down the line with the girl either you're flirting with or your buddy. Do that like once you've already set the precedent that you're not just gross all the time. It's not appealing. Yeah, this it's is not like your cute. Po- it's your not endearing. Competition. Like then you can talk about. No, it's it's worse. It's worse. This is if you're making it. This is if you and somebody have decided that you don't want to be in the feminist movement and you don't actually want to meet people. Right. It's not I even know. be in the feminist movement. It's just be a human being that other people want to be yeah. around. Yeah. So he wrote, how should I approach the situation if they are put off by my first comment? So the the answer is everybody's put off by your first comment. So you should just stop saying it. Um, Is there something better that he can say? So he's a computer science student. So is there Kristen who is the banter pro? So how about he just say, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like I want to hear what Kristen has to say. So they're asking him what he does? Yeah. What what do you do? I'm I'm a computer science student. You don't but have to. Do you, you you don't need to say something like that. That information doesn't need to be relayed in a witty way necessarily. If someone's Agreed. just dry out, you know, straight out asking you what you do, you don't have to be creative because then the person's going to go, "Oh, geez, all right, I, this person's trying way too hard," and it's going to be like, "Yeah, an, I think the same oh, thing." Too much effort. Yeah, so I, so, think I the mean, same thing also. He, the, you know. Th- if they say, "What do you do?" and you can say, "I'm a computer science student," but don't worry, I'm not a nerd. Like something just simple like that. Like you don't need to. Yeah, there's an add-on to the end of it. You're still yeah. giving them response that they're of the question that they're asking, but then finessing it or giving your own take on it or showing your personality by that second sentence that you say. But right. Even if you were to say like a finger. So a finger you could say, "I'm a computer science student. I deal with a lot of ones and zeros." 
And then the and other I'm not person was like, wait, what do you mean? Okay. The first thing that came to my mind was an ideal with a lot of ones and zeros. I'm not meaning women. Like if you want to right. take it to a sexual place. Right. 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 Like ideal yeah. with ones and zeros is in terms of there are 10 or something. Like, I don't know, you know, ones and zeros for computers, yeah, I, but I nine. Yeah, that, definitely. But, but if he wanted to try to take it in like a like a weirdly flirty way, yeah, um, never talk about fingering keyboards. But that's just but don't talk whoa. about fingering keyboards. It's so immature, and it's like if you had a group of those people, Marnie, that you were talking about before, the ones that like aren't you know needing banter and stuff like that. Even they would go that that sucks. Like that's not. I mean, well, they would probably say about anything, but even they would understand that that's not funny. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like anybody would understand that like, that's just like <laughs> gross. Turn off this person's douchey and a dweeb or something and trying way too hard. So yeah, you can lead into that like in a couple of weeks when you're talking to the girl and all of a sudden you, you want to say something like somewhat sexual maybe, but that's after you've already established a rapport and that you're not a creep. Yeah, Way, exactly. way, way down the line. I think, I think that's sort of like a door closer. Like there's no feet in the door with that comment. All right. Yeah, so exactly. He, he has, it shuts more to this out, question. Right. Exactly. Okay. But even even the ones who are saying you're too funny. Like I just think they're being nice at that point. Yes. I, mean, I can't hear how they're actually saying it, but my guess is that they're just saying, "Oh, okay, I'm just being nice. I'll give you a second chance because you don't look like somebody would that would be that inappropriate." Um, paragraph two of this novel, I actually agree with Kristen on assuming intelligence because if I understood the mystery method right, that is a value booster for both of you. And if she says that she doesn't know, she based doesn't know she basically nagged herself. Okay, that's just a comment on something you said on the show. Finally coming right. to conclusion, no Kristen, not coming, grow up. See, again, too soon. Yeah, uh, it's time, like the... Yeah, this is too... It, it's, it, you, have, you, you need like some innuendos. You need something a little bit not so sexual. It's, it's, it's too much, too fast. Yeah, there's, there's, an, there's the art of subtlety, which yeah. is very beautiful. And this is not being practiced at all. You know, like he doesn't right. really understand subtlety or like, you know, um, um, things that are uh, a little less obvious. Like you don't have to be obvious all the time right. with your jokes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We're, we're, we're I feel bad. Down, but I yeah. mean, I do. But no, but this is I a do good feel bad, in but the face. You need this. This is helping you. This is, exactly. This is information this person desperately needs. Okay, time for a question. As a college student, direct approach is not working as much as it should. Got any advice on social circle game? Thank you. Marnie, your voice is amazing. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, okay, so direct approach, meaning just going up to a girl and saying, I think you're really attractive. I think we should go out sometime. Is not working. How, he's saying, how, how do you build attraction in a social circle. Well, I guarantee he's using these lines in those social circles. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, so so obviously that's not working. But it's interesting because both of you were saying before, you know, be unapologetic. Oh no, maybe that was on another episode. Like be unapologetic yeah, yourself. You're and so this is is this himself or is this him trying? No, this is him trying to be something. It's, this right. is, if you, I guarantee if you stripped away uh, those words, there would still be a lot left to this person, you know? Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Okay. So, so I think, how, I th yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I think you have to be authentic in a way that's actually authentic because, like you were just saying, is this really him? Is this authentic? He might think that's actually him. So he may think he's being authentic, but he's not. 
Um, so if you had to just be yourself, you know, with your parents or yourself with your siblings, like be that person and then, so be that person in a social circle. Does that make, I don't, I don't know if that really yeah, makes it does. sense. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an assignment to give to people because I think sometimes it gets a little bit confusing because we're like, okay, well, I know that this is me, but this is who I'm supposed to be. So how do you be this person? Like it gets very confusing because when you're not already something, then you're automatically and obviously trying to be something else. So I, I'd like to give people an exercise and, and maybe, um, Madam Life Coach can help out with this, but how, how do people figure out who they are? What would be an assignment to give to people yeah. for them to sort of identify the awesome things about them that are unique? So one way that people can identify who they're like who they are and what their awesome awesomeness is is by simply making a list either out loud to themselves or to a friend or on paper and writing down their best attributes. And so let's say I, so Marnie, you can list some of your best attributes or Kristen, you can list some of your best attributes if you'd like to do this now. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's write Kristen's attributes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear this list. Uh, I mean, because I think it's really helpful for people to hear somebody else being authentic. I can, if you'd like me to. Yes, but please. I know. I can also Nina's direct. like, oh, she's got like a 20. She's like, oh, I'm this, this. She's great. She knows herself really well. Yeah. But if some Nina, people you do go have for it. some difficulty, okay. then I would suggest asking people who are in your life. If you're not able to, if you're too so, proud to say these things or you think it's egotistical, then ask so people. So how about, but I think that we have to identify our own, like, I think it's best to know ourselves rather than getting external validation. Right. That's true. So if we can identify five traits about ourselves that we like, so I'll give five about me that I like. I like that I'm introspective. I like that I try new things. I like about myself that I'm quick to laugh. I like about myself that I'm willing. And the last thing is I like that I'm adventurous. Five things I named off the top of my head. So these are five things. So how can I let any of those things shine on a, any given day? Well, when I go to a restaurant, I can try. I can order a new item. I can order something that I don't normally order. That's me being authentic and being true to myself. Is it going to get me a date? Maybe, maybe not. But it's going to help me remind myself that I'm being true to myself. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a social, social situation, I can ask somebody, so what, what, what did you do this past weekend? Oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, really? So... Um, we should do something more fun next weekend so that we both aren't so bored. Right. And so you can bring some part of authenticity, some part of yourself to a conversation and make, make it mean something and create action. So when you're in a social situation and, and it feels awkward and you're not getting very far because you're making strange lines by saying what, instead of saying what you do, just directly and making some kind of weird sexual innuendo, just be real and say, Hey, I'm a a computer scientist. I've met and you're sitting and you're standing around in a group. Oh, what did you do yesterday? Oh, that sounds so neat. I'd love to try that too. Let's do something like that together this weekend. Right. I think, yeah, it is. Go on, Kristen. I was going to say it is that simple. I think the simple solution is always the answer, which is kind of weird and disappointing in one sense. But like you said, just being you is, is the way to do it. But I think a lot of people have to dig to find out who you is or who they really 
are, and then they can let that person shine through. And well, I think when you're I, younger, I, I, I do agree. Student, so it's difficult. It is difficult. And I agree with Marnie with the asking outside people because being in Los Angeles, you know, when I was there, I was trying to figure out in terms of, you know, acting, who am I? Who would I get cast as? Mm. Who do people mm. see me as? Because I don't see myself from the outside. I see myself from the inside. And it would be helpful for me to know in, you know, talking to agents, you know, what I would be. And it's actually funny because I asked um, Marissa Madsen, who's done our show a few times, because her and I were both at the same callback together for like NCI. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said that. So, yeah. And I, but I asked her, I said, if you would, you know, just put me into like, a category or if you were to cast me like how do you see me she said a lesbian <laughs> and I was like well I'm never asking anybody again I'm not a lesbian but that was interesting I'm like okay maybe I give off that vibe so you're not aware of like the vibes that you give off um mm -hmm. and so I do think it's helpful like you know if my brother were to ask me how I would categorize him or how I would cast him I would easily have an answer whereas he probably wouldn't so I think maybe if if the, this guy could ask a few people, who do you see me as? Who am I? It'll just give him not necessarily what he needs to, it won't give him the answer of this is what you should be. It'll give him the answer of this is how you're coming across to people. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't want to come across that way. So for me, for example, Marissa Madsen, next time I'm going to be wearing high heels and lots of makeup lots and of long lipstick, fingernails yeah. so that I don't, yeah. you know, come across like a lesbian. So it just will give you a perspective on how people are seeing you. Yeah, I think that that's actually, I think that's a good point. Um, I did yeah. want to want to get to uh, Hamza's question because he had said that the direct approach is not working. So if we had any advice on social circle games. So meaning being, so put yourself back into being in college and you, you know, mm -hmm. that you're constantly mm -hmm. interacting with the same groups of people. Maybe you're not so close to them, but you see them constantly. Ha what are some things that you remember doing to create a better connection with other people that were in your circle? Like what, what is some, I'm, I, I hate calling it game, but like game that you could have? Because I, I understand why direct approach does not work in college. I think it... it I it, think it definitely wouldn't work in college. Yeah. I think it'd be too hard in college. Yeah. But what he could do is if he has a group project, try and get to know some of the people in his groups who might be different from the people he knows from his dorm or apartment or roommates. Like, I think that one of the benefits of college is in our classes, we can sit in a new spot. We can walk a different path to our same classes. Right. And, and trying to vary it up a little bit could help. A hundred percent. Changing your location can help, but how do you engage that group? How do you start becoming a part of their conversation rather than the person that they look at with their eyebrows up and saying like, oh, you're very funny and then go back to their conversation. What about instead of thinking about it as a group, but think of each person individually? Okay. Because I think that I, I think sometimes it can be hard to go to suddenly go into a group of six people or 12 people. But what if the person, what if he, starts a conversation with one and that person introduces him to one more and then it grows slowly with individuals. Yeah. I, I will say, so I'm experiencing this right now and it's a, you know, a different situation compared to people who are trying to potentially create attraction. But on some levels, there is a little bit of attraction in the situation that I'm in. So 
right now, my son's going to a new preschool, right? And so at this new preschool, there are kids and parents who have been in these classes and at this school for, you know, one, two, potentially three years that they've already been there. They've established friendships. They have experiences together. All the kids know each other. And for myself and my son, we've had to work our way into a new group. And so some some people would say, oh, you know, they've already got their own inside jokes. They're already doing their own thing. I'm just going to sit at the side and let them do their own thing and I'll do my own thing. And maybe they'll pull me in to their group. And I think that, that that's the take that a lot of people have. And then they get upset and resentful and, you know, whatever happens down the road. Anyway, but I've noticed my son actually doing this and then I, I do it as well. And I will say that I've, in a few months of being at this new school, I've had a welcoming and nice reaction from the other parents that are there as well as the teachers and the principal. Um, And it's not about me being outgoing or anything. It's about me slowly interjecting myself into conversations that are already existing. So for example, if there is a conversation being had, either I'll add in my two cents as well, or... I'll be curious about the conversation that's happening. And I always balance the two because I don't always want to be the person who's curious and doesn't have anything to add, but I don't always want to be the know-it-all who also has a point of view. Who's the expert. Who's the expert, exactly. So and I noticed I mean, my son in his own way is doing this too, and he's been welcomed into the group as well. But both he and I are, are very okay doing our own things but when we choose to, we like to to be in the know and a part of the group. So um, going back to Hamza, I, I think that that would be something that he could do and it could start off in class. I don't know if he's he's asking questions about only being out socially, but in class, if you are sitting in a new location, as Nina suggested, and two people are talking to each other and you overhear what they're talking about, and because you do know who you are and what you think, because you've done the assignment that that Nina suggested, you interject yourself in some way. So it can be either being more curious about what they're talking about or offering them some value, saying like, listen, I, I couldn't help overhearing what you guys are talking about, but this is what I know, X, Y, Z. And then expanding the conversation from there. Because really all you're looking for are ways to get in to start the conversation. And once you're in the conversation, you can slowly expand on it. And especially if you're in a situation where you're seeing people on a regular basis, you don't need to get all that conversation in, in the first interaction. You can build on it either on a daily basis or on a weekly basis because you're seeing them so regularly. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm just saying agreed. I'm... (laughs) I'm so bad in terms of social interactions and things that I'm but letting you guys not. take this one. See, this is the thing. Like, so this is this would be one point where I I would say to Kristen, you don't see yourself properly because right. You you okay? We've had a million different types of people on our podcast. People that you probably thought that you would never interact with in your entire life. And you handle yourself so well every single time. And you don't alter yourself for individuals who come in. You are always very true to form and true to who you are. So you're very consistent, which is wonderful. And I've never really... I've never seen you be thrown off by a person that's on our show. Like I think that you actually do interact with people 
really well and you you help them feel comfortable. I'm the one who gives it away yeah. really easily if I don't like somebody. You, you actually <laughs> are much more wealthy than I am. Well, I actually, I think because I, when when that question was posed to us or, you know, the way he had, not he had written, I don't know, but it was about college. And so I think I've gotten so much better since then, but I was picturing myself in college in the situation. And I was, I, I'm sure people would have said back then I was fine, but I wasn't social at all. I stayed in my dorm room a lot. And so in terms of his scenario, I don't think I, I don't think I feel confident because I all of a sudden shift back to who I was in college. And that's changed because it's been 15 years. So, right. um, but I'm sure you're, you know, I'm sure your assessment is more accurate than mine. I do believe that. Yeah. But again, like we do have to remember that these people are in college. So a lot more people are in a more insecure place, which is why doing the things that we're suggesting to break into those social, social, uh, social circles, which might maybe be like a 30-year-old thing or a more advanced thing, might actually be welcomed even more so by people who are in their 20s. Like ha- right. ha- being around somebody who seemed authoritative and not in like a, a, a dictatorship type of way, but knowledgeable and curious and had experienced a lot of things. I, I was always drawn to those people when, even when I was 15, I, I found those people fascinating. Even characters on television that you know, had these things about them. I, I, I was, I was, I was drawn to those types of characters, and I thought that they were really fascinating and interesting. And I, I, I think that these things would be welcomed and appreciated in college. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would just say it comes back to, um, well, no, it doesn't come back to. I would just say it's really difficult because I think it does take life experience to get to the point that you can behave in that manner if it doesn't come naturally to you. So by the time you are 35 or 40, you'll start being comfortable in your own skin. So I hate that that, you know, you have to wait that long. And so like, you know, applying some things now is of course helpful. Um, But I don't really, I guess I don't really even, I don't know what I'm saying right now. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. All right. At we, all. I, think we've, I think we have overanalyzed the situation to death, but no more fingering yeah. your computer. <laughs> it's no good for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is one thing I do know. <laughs> one thing for sure. Yeah, we you know. can spread a lot of diseases by fingering your computer. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. terrible. <laughs> Later on, you can joke about these things. I see your we're computer might come back and fingering you one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Hashtag me too, right. literally. Right. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> 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 All right, here is one question from Josh. Hi, Marnie. I noticed uh, that in Aug- on August 14, 2018, the newsletter you sent out talked about seduction ninjas. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on what they are and why they do what they do. Most importantly, as a man who struggles with women and owning my sexuality, how should one go about owning it? Keep up the good work, Josh. So I was going to read the newsletter that I did send out, which just explains seduction ninjas. Um, but here is the gist of it. Okay. As you probably know, I've worked with thousands of men in my career as a dating coach, and there's one group of guys I come across again and again. No matter where in the world they're from, their age, or how experienced they are, these are the men I like to refer to as seduction ninjas. What's a seduction ninja, you ask? It's a man who tries to be invisible in his attempts to seduce a woman. Just like ancient ninja warriors would hide in the shadows and use cloak and dagger tactics to achieve their mission, seduction ninjas take a similar approach with women. They hide their sexual interest in her thinking. They can use a bunch of stealthy tactics and techniques to dazzle her into bed before she even realizes what they're up to. 
They're afraid if a woman suspects him of having any interest in her sexually, the gig is up and he'll be found out. But here's the thing these guys don't understand. When you approach us, we already know you want to sleep with us. Anyway, the, the whole point about seduction ninjas is men who cover up their intentions. That was, that was the point of um, the article that I talked about. And then it, it leads into um, talking about how important being playful and flirting is in, in the attraction game. And that, you know, if you cut that part of you off, you're just left with this bump on a log, which both of you have talked about several times during this show. Um, so I wanted to, to hear, maybe you guys have some experience with people who are seduction ninjas. And I wanted to hear some guidance from both of you on how men can let a woman know that they are interested in her without being, you know, without fingering their computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the only way. Right, exactly. But without, without being like crass and crude and over-sexual. I feel like Nina would have more experiences with this because I guys aren't never really forward with me for whatever reason. I think the vibe I put off doesn't really... Not, I, know, I know you're saying sexual ninja is someone like hiding their sexual thing. So maybe guys are hiding their sexual things with me and I'm really just not seeing it. But I don't really... Um, I don't ever really have guys being forward with me where I could even really give any advice. Right. But you know when guys okay. are pursuing you or flirting with you. Like when you talk to guys online, you can tell that there's a forward motion of, okay, we're trying to date here. We're trying to flirt here. or we're As opposed to cutting off. It's like literally they cut off their penis, right? And they say, oh, this penis doesn't exist. I have no interest towards you. I'm just attempting to be a nice guy in friends. I don't want anything from you. That, that, that's more about what the seduction ninja is talking about. And, and a lot of guys tend to do this because they think either they'll come across as creepy or they'll come across as disrespectful or there's a, there's a million different reasons why they think that this isn't appropriate. But they, so instead, they literally cut off anything that can be seen as attractive to a, a woman. So yeah, I would love to hear what Nina has to say about this. Okay, I can speak to this. So I think what you're talking about is men self-emasculating. Okay. So, so okay. Maybe. So <laughs> a few months. So a few months ago, I got a text message out of the blue from somebody I had a date with four or five years ago, about three or four years ago, okay. and he texted me really out randomly out of the blue and said, "Hi, it's so and so. It's I've been thinking of you. Would you like to get together for dinner?" And I was I, I was like, "Wow, I love that he's so direct." Yes. And so I wrote back and I said, "Wow, it's so nice to hear from you. I would love to. W when were you having in mind?" And he said, "How about tomorrow or the next day?" And I said, "Sure." So we we made a date and then we started texting. And I wasn't sure if this was going to be a date or not. And then I realized it was a date when he tried to kiss me, and I wasn't particularly interested anymore because I actually was not attracted to his pheromones. So he was doing all of the right things. There was nothing emasculating about it. And so we hung out a couple of times and I said to him, I'm really not in a dating place right now. I'm getting over somebody. I want to get to know you differently and then we can wait and see. Well, a few months later, um, nothing really was happening. And then just the other day, he said to me, I really wish I could make love to you. And I found, oh. I don't really love the word. I don't really love the words make love. I think it yeah. was really gross. But when I bracketed the actual words, I liked that he was putting something forward. 
he was like, I'm interested in. And so I appreciated that. Now I wouldn't have wanted him to say, I want to fuck you. I wouldn't. I, so it's not that I needed him to say anything sexual overtly or covertly. It was more that I liked that he was not being friends anymore. He took himself out of the friend zone. And I, I liked that. It showed like gumption and it showed interest and it actually made me like really appreciate his honesty. And so I said, wow, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and telling me this. And he was like, yeah, I was really nervous. I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. And he was like, so maybe we can hang out and like in a different context <laughs> yeah, one day. The lovemaking will commence. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> what, Marty? And then the lovemaking will commence. It's, just, it's an interesting <laughs> transition. But okay, all of that sounds like, but for you, were you thinking about him in that way? Uh, no, I wasn't. And did this Not statement make you think that? And are you going to hang out with him so you can make I'm going to hang out with him. I am good. <laughs> I don't think we're going to make love. <laughs> so gross. I can't even, I can't, I can't say the words without laughing, right. which is not a good sign for him, unfortunately. But I, it made, it made me wonder for five minutes. I thought, huh, maybe now that he's putting this out there. And then I reflected back on our kiss and I was, the kiss itself wasn't bad, but I'm really not attracted to his smell. He doesn't have body odor. It's not like he needs to shower. I just can't like that. I can't. I know what you're saying. I think that's huge. Yeah, the smell is so huge. I know exactly what you're saying. There's certain smells where it's like a person just smells a certain way and it feels right. And there's and then they smell a certain way naturally. It's not cologne. And they and and it's not it's it's not deodorant. It's not cologne. Yeah, right. Right. And for me, it's the it's the pheromones. I can't get beyond it. And so when we kissed, it was like he had. It, it was like coffee breath, but it was like perpetual. It was this like, it was this really, it, it was just not attractive to me. And so, and it was, it, I don't think it could have been covered up if he had like Listerine. It wasn't that. It was, it was like our scents were not meshing for me. I think he must feel differently or he didn't notice. I have no idea. But the point was, I, I like that he put it out there that he wanted something more than friendship. Yeah, I will. And so to answer, I, I, I really give him credit for that. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I will say that now, that now that I think back to scenarios dating, I definitely, definitely didn't respond to guys uh, when they didn't put out a sexual energy toward me. And mm-hmm. so I don't think the sexual ninja thing works. I mean, in my case, I would not suggest it I think that does land you in the friend zone if you're not letting a girl know your true feelings because I am thinking about all these guys I've gone on dates with and anyone that I was remotely like sexually interested in was clearly putting out vibes that they were sexually interested in me and not by being a pervert but by the way they looked at me the way they you know touched my my leg or whatever so yeah don't be a ninja right don't be a ninja I agree. And I, just to say one other thing about that, I think this sexual ninja thing, I, I would not recommend it because I think it emasculates a person. And I'm only looking for men who are masculine. And how I define masculinity is somebody who can be clear with what they want, who they are, rather than, rather than, um, rather, rather than like secretive, sly, that's not interesting to me. If I have to guess too much, if somebody's interested in me, they probably aren't, or they're making me do too much work. Right. Right. Exactly. Even though, you know, 
to their credit, I, I know that a lot of men see women chasing after men who are obviously not available or don't want much more from them. So it can be confusing for some guys because they look at, at a situation where they're like, this guy is like ignoring you and not calling you back and treating you like dirt. And right. Those are, but those are, right. But I guarantee that person, that guy who's ignoring you and not calling you back when he's around you in person is putting out sexual energy. Right. So it's like the vibe is there. It's just his actions are different. There's a difference, I think, between the two. Right. It's what he does afterwards. That's a completely right. different. But you're right. That person right. is is present and he does all the right things when he is there in person with you. He he got you hooked on that. Right. <laughs> right. So the ninja thing, if you want to pull back, that means, you know, disappearing or whatever. But the ninja's not being successful unless he is putting that sexual energy out there in person. Right. Mm-hmm. And in communication. Perfect. That is a great place to end our show. Thank you, um, Nina Rubin, who is going to plug her website because I think you should and tell people where they can do It's afterdefeat.com. Yes, and she writes wonderful A-F-T-E-R. A-F-T-E-R-D-E-F-E-A-T.com. And you can learn about my coaching practice. You can read articles that I write and you can get some other resources there too. Thank you both so much for having me on your podcast. This was fun and it's been way too long. Of course. Yeah, you can definitely come back anytime. And now that we're doing this over um, the phone, it's much easier to do so that you don't have to drive to us and potentially show up and we're canceling the show because of construction next door. So... Oh, I know that's right. that happened last time. <laughs> um, but Nina, you're awesome as always. Thank you for for sharing all your experiences and telling people about the happiest place on earth. Um, and <laughs> Kristen, thank you for being on the show. And do you want to give us like a little blurb about how New York is going for you? What's going on? Do you have a place yet? Are you in New York? Are you outside New York? Uh, I am not in New York permanently yet, no. Okay, but okay. I'm working on it and I will be there soon. Okay, yes. Awesome. Well, good luck with finding a place. Um, and we'll get updates from you every single week. And thank you for listening to this show, supporting us, sticking with us um, all the time, basically. <laughs> Just sticking with us and, and listening to the show, even when the production value is not so great. Um, again, I'm reaching out to people if they have suggestions or um, advice on Zencaster, which is a system that we're going to try very shortly. Let me know what you think and what your experience is with that system. Uh, we will see you guys next week. 